Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org where you will find several speaker feeds along with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle Podcast are those of individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Gleason. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lisa, and I'm a compulsive overeater and a bulimic. Thanks, David. David moved me up. I was supposed to be September 9th. And, uh, he asked me if I could cover tonight. Thanks, water person. I appreciate it. It's an important commitment at this meeting. Um, welcome to all the new people. We're so glad you're here with us. Um, We've been praying for you, and uh, and here you are. So, God is good, um, and happy birthday to the birthday people um, and the chip takers. Congratulations. Uh, this program is um, life-changing, and um, I'm so grateful um, that I found it that I was led here, and, um, you know, my sponsor is here tonight, my OA family is here tonight, this is my home group meeting, I'm the treasurer <laughs> of this meeting, they trust me with the money, um, it's kind of a miracle, uh, and, um, you know, I've been coming here for a while now, and, uh, you know, it's we're coming up on a holiday, you know, next week, 4th of July, and, um, you know, holidays are, there's always food, you know, the holidays are always about, you know, you know, eating and barbecues and whatever, and, um, you know, I was thinking about it today, I don't have to be afraid of the holidays anymore, um, this program has given me structure around my food, and I have a food plan that I follow, um, you know, as somebody else said, imperfectly, it's not perfect. I mean, I don't, I'm not a, I don't restrict from anything. I, I, I can eat any, whatever I want. Um, but because I'm in this program and because there, I know there are things that I struggle with, um, you know, my regular daily food is usually just protein, vegetables, and fruit because that works really well for me. And every once in a while, I'll have, you know, other things. But I don't have to be afraid because, you know, I have, you know, I plan my food. I have, a, you know, a structure and a sponsor and a way of life. Um, I, I heard a speaker say recently, um, food has its proper place in my life today. And that is my story. Food has its proper place in my life. Um, thank God, you know, thank God. Because uh, there was a time where it was all I thought about. It was all I thought about. I obsessed what I could eat, what I couldn't eat. Um, I thought about my body and its size and how awful it was. And um, and did and I would abuse and hurt myself to try and change it. And I don't have to do that today because of this program. Um, so welcome. And I hope you stay if you're new. Um, there's a, there's a lot of tools here and there's a lot of love here and um, get yourself a sponsor and grab on and go for the ride. 
Crying is my favorite hobby, by the way. I love it. Um, <laughs> the good thing, because we get to feel our life today, you know. Um, the good and the bad. And, uh, and both bring tears, you know. So that's good. Uh, so I, um, I grew up in the valley. I'm a valley girl. Uh, and um, I uh, was born into uh, an alcoholic home. Both my parents, big drinkers. It's a lot of crazy and a lot of chaos. And um, I have two older sisters and a younger brother. And um, and uh, it was kind of every man for himself in my family. Um, my dad was out at the bars drinking. My mom was really pissed about it. And uh, some nights we'd, be, we'd all get thrown into the car to go find him and try and get him to come home. And... Uh, she was just, you know, she was obsessed with my dad, and um, and and she turned to alcohol. And so, um, you know, there wasn't, a, you know, the, the, the grown-ups weren't looking out for the kids, and so we were kind of running amok. And, um, you know, as I've been in recovery over the years, I've realized that my family's very splintered. I had a sponsor call it that, and that that's a good description. We're very splintered. Uh, you know, my dad is off living in Dallas. Um, my brother lives, you know, with his little family uh, down south. And, um, you know, I have a sister who's in recovery, uh, but we're not super close. And my mom, um, I probably have the closest relationship with my mom. And that's not, you know, I don't see her or talk to her all the time. But, um, and then I have another sister who lives in Georgia, and I haven't seen her in a lot of years. And, you know, we're very splintered. And and we all kind of lived very compartmentalized. And, um, you know, as I, as I, it's, you know, the thing about recovery is that we're constantly, I mean, in my program, I'm constantly going through the steps. I'm constantly, um, you know, looking at the patterns of my life. And the more recovery... I get the more I see, um, and I'm really seeing how, uh, you know, how, how if, as somebody that just took a candle said, I'm, you know, intimacy is so hard, it's painful, and it's scary, and it's, uh, and you know, I, I grew up in a house where you couldn't trust the people that were supposed to love you, um, and there was no consistency, and so... Um, to trust people is a really frightening thing. And um, I, I picked up a lot of tools that I chose for myself. Nobody told me, Lisa Ann, start eating and throwing up. You know what I mean? That wasn't like a uh, – but but it was something that I, you know, I, I think I heard some girls talking about it, and I tried it, and, I, and it was such a great distraction from my fear. You know, it was such a, and it also occupied me for hours at a time. So um, I was occupied and distracted. And um, and over the years, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger and took up more and more of my life. And, um, and you know, I, I started when I was 16, and I... My abstinence date is um, February 12, 2007, so I just turned 10 this year. Um, and, yeah, awesome. And, I've, you know, I've been in the program since 2002, so do the math. Um, I've had a couple of relapses. Uh, but, you know, 
this and this 10 years has been very imperfect. But that's a long time. I'm I'm 52 years old, and I started when I was 16. That was a long time, and I got sober when I was 26. So I had, you know, many years of recovery in AA before I even started addressing my bulimia. Um, and I, you know, I raised a son. My son is 27. Do the math. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so for a good part of his childhood, I was still in this disease. And he's very affected. He's very affected by my alcoholism, and he's very affected by my food addiction. Um, you know, when you're a single mom and you're not, you know, and you're obsessed with your body and food and, you know, binging and throwing up, there's not a lot of time to focus on the kid, you know, and what his needs are. So, um, so you know, I'm having to, as, as, a, as an adult, or, you know, as, my, as I watch my adult son try and navigate his life, um, and struggle. He struggles a lot. It's really painful. It's really, really painful. And it's hard to know what the line is. Like, you know, how far do I go to try and help him? There's a program for that, and I'm in it. So um, <laughs> all, all bases are covered in my life. Um, there's probably a few that aren't. But um, So, you know, I spent a lot of years uh, in the food, and um, and it affected all my relationships. I mean, that's really what I'm seeing today is that, you know, I really wasn't present in my life. I remember, um, you know, I was sober for some time and I had a boyfriend and and uh, and he, we were having a conversation and he said to me, remember that he was he was like sharing this memory, like his favorite memory of us together. Remember that time we, I don't even remember what the memory is, quite honestly, but he really was excited about it, and I was, I was like, I had no idea what he was talking about. Um, and he was really hurt, you know. He was really upset because it was an important, you know, thing in our relationship, and I had no recollection. And that's what this disease does for me because I was 100% sober from alcohol and drugs, and... Um, and this, this disease can still take me out of my life like that. And, and you know, I, I miss huge chunks of my life and my son's life because of this disease. So um, what ended up happening for me was um, I, I was in AA. Uh, I think I was eight years sober. And I... Um, I, I, st- <laughs> I started to want to live, you know. Um, I wanted to live, and I was really afraid that this was going to kill me. And um, I think I saw, like, a show or a movie about, you know, how, you know, this the, the behavior of bulimia can affect your heart. So I started getting scared that I was going to have a heart attack. And so I talked to somebody, one of my friends. Um, there's, there's a... Uh, an activity in my AA home group um, on Saturdays called the yard. It's not prison. It's a, it's a volleyball. But um, I was at the yard and I talked to one of the girls there about. Um, I told her what I was doing, and she told me about OA. And I'd never heard of OA before. And um, and so I I think I came to a few meetings and, th- and then I talked to my my AA sponsor at the time, and she said. 
Lisanne, if you don't stop eating and throwing up, I'm going to make you go to OA, and I'm going to have you call Leslie. And I was like, oh, not Leslie. <laughs> Leslie's my sponsor. I love telling that story. She's like, but um, I was afraid because she was just like, Leslie, you know, and um, not scary, but just, just she just looked like she had it all together, and I, and that just scared me. Um, and so I swear I stopped throwing up for two years on that alone. <laughs> Who needs OA when you when you're threatened <laughs> with? No. Uh, but I, but you know, of course, you know, and and so what 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 happened during that time was I got really in touch with my obsession with dieting and body obsession. And so um, while I was not throwing up um, and, or going to OA, I was uh, just obsessively dieting and thinking about calories and body and just like it, it, it I mean honestly it felt worse than when I was bulimic because it was like a hamster wheel of thinking that just would not stop like every waking hour I would be thinking about what I was going to eat what I wasn't going to eat how many calories were in this looking stuff up online you know, Googling diets, you know, trying to, like, trying to find the right thing to do, the madness of that, and um, it was, it was just horrible, and, um, and again, not, you know, not throwing up, but still being completely checked out and completely not available to my little son, Um, and so, uh, eventually, I started throwing up again because I could not. Um, I just, you know, it wasn't working for me. And I, and then I, I surrendered to this program and I came to OA. And um, and uh, that was in 2002. And um, so I had about 11 years of sobriety at that time. And uh, so I came to LA and I started working this program. I, I got a sponsor. I um, bought a bunch of the literature. I was, you know, she had me working the steps, and I, I, I got really in touch with my rage. I mean, I was angry, and I did not know that 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 my food addiction and my bulimia and my obsession with weight and body was a total cover-up of my anger and rage and just, I was so insanely mad. And I remember I would, I would, you know, I was trying to learn how to eat and I was eating like sugar-free and feeling horribly sick. If you've ever eaten sugar-free, you know what I'm talking about. And, um, I would go to meetings, and then I would leave, and I would just be screaming at the top of my lungs and double-flipping off God in my car. I can't imagine what the people driving around me thought, but um, but I was just really enraged, and, um, and that went on for a while, and... Uh, you know, I, I have like I have old journals from back in that in that at that time, and I just you know journaling about how much I hated myself and how much I hated food and how much I hated my body and my boyfriend and there's something wrong with him if he wants to touch me and and I, the the journaling it looks like a serial killer wrote it so it's just like crazy you can see the crazy just in the penmanship and it's, it was nuts and um. 
sometimes I'll, I'll pull those journals out and read it to my newcomers and be like, see, I was crazy too. And then they get to laugh, you know. There's laughter in this program today, and I can look back at those times and laugh. Um, so, you know, and I wasn't willing to follow a food plan at that time. I just kind of wanted to try and figure it out on my own. And I don't recommend that because it's, it's you know, I don't know how to eat. You know, I come from a place where I got to, I could eat whatever I wanted because I threw it up. And that's that's not a food plan. <laughs> so, um so, you know, I, I, so what ended up happening was I, I, I met, I met a man, um, can you imagine, like I was that crazy, you could imagine how that relationship went, um, but anyway, I met him, and I was also going to Al-Anon at this time, and, you know, we started uh, seeing each other, and we ended up getting married very briefly, and, um, but we moved to Florida for a year. And when I got to Florida, I lost my abstinence. The relationship was super volatile and crazy, and um, and you know I can't handle. I can't, I mean you know living in the same house. I realized like you know I, my son. I grew up. My son and I lived together for many years, and I don't share space well with people. And I'm like, how did I do that? Well, we lived very compartmentalized. You know, like he lived in his room. And I lived in the rest of the house, you know. And and so um, when I look at that, I, I can see today how my fear of intimacy really affected my relationships. And I look, these are the tools that I learned just to, like, separate myself. And I still do it. I still have to fight every day to stay connected to you guys. And when you meet me, it seems like I'm in it, man, because I'm, I'm, I have a, you know, I'm bright and I'm gregarious and I'm fun and I'm, I laugh and I love my life. But let me tell you, there comes a time where I'm like, okay, I'm done now and I got to go home <laughs> and I live alone. So <laughs> um, I have my little dog and I'm able to love her big time. I always say, I wish I could love everybody else like I love my dog. I would have no problems then. Um, but anyway, I lost my abstinence in Florida, and um, I, I threw up for a few months while I was there. And then I, you know, I started to pray, and uh, I went to an OA meeting, OA meeting, and I met a woman in an OA meeting there. I heard her share, and I, she reminded me of home. She reminded me of the structure that we have in L.A. And, um, and so I asked her to sponsor me, and she... She actually had me work a really rigorous food plan, and it was the first time in my abstinence where I felt abstinent, like I felt abstinent. And I, um, and it was, you know, because I never learned how to eat. And she put me on a food plan that helped me learn how to eat. Um, and so I stayed abstinent, um, until, and then my marriage ended, and I came back to L.A., and, and 30 days after I came back to L.A., I, I lost my abstinence again, and that was my last relapse. And uh, I was looking through one of my journals the other day, um, and it, I, I was reading about that relationship with that man because I'm doing some work around that right now. And, um, and it, it was January 17, 2007, and I was, it was a Dear God journal, and I, I was asking God to help me get abstinent again, help me with my food. And, almost, and February 12, 2007 is my abstinence date, so almost 30 days later. You know, so I was praying about freedom and, and, and wanting abstinence again, and um, 
those prayers were answered because that is my abstinence today and I have not relapsed since then. And, um, you know, prayer works. It really does. And the only requirement here is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Um, I had the desire deeply and, um, and that prayer was answered. So, you know, I came back into OA. Um, Leslie was sponsoring me and, um, and uh, you know, I... I just jumped back into this program and, uh, you know, I took commitments and I went to meetings and I, you know, I I actually worked that structured food plan again because it was the only thing I knew. And in the last 10 years, um, you know, my food has been, you know, it's it's changed. It's not always the same. And and I've worked with other sponsors um, uh, other than Leslie. And uh, uh, one of the things that I learned about myself uh, through, you know, is that I want, you know, my my goal really is I want to control my food. I want it to be controlled so I don't have to think about it. So I don't have to. I want I want you to tell me what to do. You know what I mean? Like just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And so you know, I would look for sponsors who would do that with me and. Um, and, you know, the truth of the matter is that doesn't work for me because ultimately you're going to say something to me that I'm going to disagree with and um, and I'm, it's going to be your fault. You know what I mean? And I had a situation with a sponsor. Uh, you know, my, I was struggling with my food. I'd, one of the things I know about myself is that when my life changes or when things, things get challenging or hard, um, my food can get messy. And so I had a messy period, and um, and I was trying really hard to, to get back on track. So I was I was working a structured food plan, and I got home from work one night, and I was preparing my food, and I was really hungry, and I was afraid I was going to pick something up that I didn't want to eat, like sugar. And so I grabbed a handful of grapes out of my refrigerator, and while I was cooking, I ate some grapes. And the next morning when I called my sponsor, I told her about that. And she was like, well... Next time, why don't you grab a handful of carrots? And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? And um, I got really, really angry with her. Thank you. I got really upset. And um, and ultimately, it ended up, I, I felt like I couldn't talk to her about my food anymore. And so I, I had to, I made a sponsorship change. And um And when I look back at that today, like, I felt really judged and really criticized and really, like, grapes are a healthy choice for me, so I couldn't understand what that was about. When I look back at it now, I realize that, you know, me leaving my food choices in the the hands of someone else, um, like... She was a hundred pounder, and I chose her for that reason. Like I thought, if if I did what she told me to do, it would keep my food in control. Not realizing that my relationship with food has to be dealt with through the steps of this program, and through my relationship with a power greater than me. And you know, I look back on that situation today as a gift because it forced me to stop making other people my higher power. And today, like, I, you know, my relationship with food is completely different. 
I don't fear it. I'm not, there's nothing, there's nothing that I, that I'm afraid to put into my body. I can, I can eat anything and not hate myself. That is a miracle. That is not how it used to be. And, um, you know, I, my weight's been up in this program, and, and right now I'm at a comfortable, a comfortable size. But even in those, you know, in those, those times when I was a little heavier, um, I didn't hate myself, you know. I just, I learned how to accept my body just as it is. And, you know, I've learned tools in this program, program about, you know, having clothes, you know, wearing clothes that fit the body I have today. Um, because when my clothes are too tight, I am, I am not a happy person. <laughs> and um, it's funny, like, clothes being tight equals I want to kill myself. So if I don't want to kill myself, I need to just wear clothes that fit the body I have. And then I don't think about it. It's kind of a miracle. Um, you know, right now I'm I'm uh, I'm in a you know I'm in a ninth step, and I'm also working with several women in a, a deep dive into six and seven, and it has been just an incredible. And I'm seeing so many things about myself, um, about the choices I've made in my life, about how I behave in this world, about. Um, you know, just my actions and how they affect other people. And, um, and you know, this program gives, gives us a way to clean that all up and to change. And, you know, I have a de- I'm always constantly changing. I'm constantly changing. And I have a lot of people that help me with that. And, um, you know, my son is 27, as I said, and he's, you know, he's struggling and, trying to make ends meet, not making enough money to support himself and, 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 and really depressed and really, like, has no desire to better his life. And um, that is so hard to watch and so hard not to feel responsible for. It's painful. Like, we have the promise we will not regret the past and wish to shut the door on it. And, you know, I... You know, I drank and used while I was pregnant with my son. I was, you know, bulimic for a good part of his life um, his, until he was a teenager. And I regret that, you know. But the other side of that coin is that I get to be a, I get to be a program of attraction. And I get to be an example to him of recovery. And, uh, and I try desperately not to tell him that all the time. Um, or, you know, try and give him the solution because uh, he cannot hear it from me. He cannot hear it from me. And um, so, you know, I have, to, I have to keep my mouth shut a lot, and I need a lot of help doing that as well because I think I know what's best for him. Absolutely I do. Um, you know, my relationships with my family are still challenging and distant and imperfect, um, but I through the process of this program, through the process of having sponsors, um, through the process of sponsoring people, I do have really great intimate relationships in my life. And, um, you know, and I learn so much through that. And there's a lot of love. And I trust. I mean, I, I, I trust people. I have people in my life that I trust, which is really amazing um, coming from where I come from. Um, so if you're new tonight, I hope you stay here with us. There, you know, it's it's a it's a constant 
growing process. I mean, it, it has not stopped for me. It, it continues to, I continue to change and to see things. And, um, and I really love uh, being a part of this program and, and a part of what we have here and a part of the God that's here. And um, I hope you stay. Thanks. Okay, can I talk about my concept of a higher power? Um, yes. So I, uh, it's, it's changed a lot uh, over the years. When I, when I first started, it took me a really long time to believe in God. Really long. Like I remember I would hear people talking about God from the podium, and I would be like, they're just saying that because that's what we say. You know what I mean? Like, I just was like, it's not real. Like, it's not real. Um, and so, I, you know, I got to a point where it was getting too painful, and so I started to really seek. And one of the things that I knew was a power greater than me was this, collectively, the we of this program, the steps of this program, um, what happened when we were all together, what happened when I sat and listened to a speaker, or the literature. When I read the literature, I was like, oh, my God, that's me. Like, how I didn't write this. How am I in this book? You know, it was crazy to me. Um, and I would get little glimpses of, like, awareness and awakenings through the literature of the program and through working the steps. And so that was my higher power for a long time. Um, and then it opened up to, like, you know, the women who helped me, like their voices and how God spoke through them to me. Um, and then I went through um, a period where I, um, I really wanted to focus on prayer and meditation. And I did not know how to meditate. Well, my dad is, like, super Catholic man. He has, like, a giant sea with a cape. But... Um, <laughs> He, uh, he would send me a lot of, par- you know, a lot of, like, propaganda and rosaries and all kinds of prayer books and stuff. And um, he's a sober member of Alcoholics Anonymous also. And, um, and so I thought, well, since I don't know how to meditate, maybe I'll use this rosary and this book that he gave me, and I'll start to meditate. So I started doing that, and I had a spiritual experience. I had... I felt the presence of God. And it was, like, I would sit and do these 45-minute meditations, and I would be sobbing, or I would be laughing. I mean, it was just, like, really, really intense. (laughs) And, um, And that was the first time that I knew that it was real. And it was so real that it started to scare me, so I stopped doing it. I was like, okay, that's enough. I'm done. I didn't know what God was going to ask me to do, so I stopped. Uh, And, um... And from there, you know, it's just become quiet time in the morning um, with this power that I know is out there. You know, one of the things recently I've been like, you know, in the mo- every morning I pray, you know, I say my prayer and then I'll, you know, I pray for your will for me, the knowledge of your will and the power to carry it out. And then boom, I, that's it. Like I say those words. I don't really hear myself saying them. I just say them because it's part of the thing. The other day I was like, God's will for me. Like, what is that? What is God's will for me? I don't know. I mean, other than being here with you guys and, and my primary purpose here. 
Um, so I, I started, you know, I, I recently was asked to write an amends letter to God. And part of my amends to God is to practice my faith more consistently and to make time every morning to sit quietly and listen. And so that's what I do. You know, I mean, my concept of God is just knowing that he's there, knowing that it's real, and wanting desperately to feel it. And so it's my responsibility to seek. And so I don't know if that answers. Mm-hmm.